Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I want to talk about Biden's blunders. I should say Biden-Harris blunders. But the real question is, although they are alienating most Americans, greatly alienating most Americans, except for the radicals and the communist wing of the Democrat Party, will this necessarily lead to a Republican sweep of the House and a Republican presidency? The answer is no. And the reasons are pretty obvious to anyone who studied politics in this country. There are those who say that the Democrats are a corrupt criminal regime and they stole the election by rigging the voting machines. How much of that is true? I don't know. There's certainly some truth to it, but how much I don't know. They are rigging the election by flooding America with illegal aliens and not requiring voter ID. What does that tell you about sweeping the House and taking back the presidency? We're living in an oligarchy run by the gangster goon squad known as the Democrat Party USA. Now, I can list for you, as I will, all the gaffes and all of the insults to the American way, and I will do so. We'll call them Biden's blunders for the sake of simplicity. Do I have to go any farther than VP Harris on the fire for disrespectful tweet? Enjoy the long weekend above a candid photo of herself smiling and everyone condemning her for a lack of tact reminding her of the sacrifices that the long weekend is meant to honor. Many people understand it. It's supposed to memorialize our fallen, not to just have a long weekend and get drunk. But nevertheless, you know that Harris knows that. So why would she say enjoy the long weekend without referring to the sacrifice of those who have died for this nation? It's simple. Because she wants to insult the nation. She wants to virtue signal the communist, socialist, anarchist, TikTok left that there is no America anymore. There was a tweet shared with an image of a young woman lying on a blanket in front of a tombstone at the Arlington National Cemetery with her infant. And she said, while we get the long weekend to enjoy, let us all please take a solemn moment to remember those courageous men and women who sacrificed everything. We all know that Memorial Day is celebrated the last Monday of May each year to honor the men and women who have died while serving in the U.S. military. This began as Decoration Day during the spring in the years following the end of the Civil War and became a federal holiday in 1971. A recent study found that 97% of employees designated Memorial Day a paid day off, but 40% of companies require some employees to still work. Some social media users reminded Kamala Harris that not all Americans are allotted a long weekend with Mondays off. 
particularly as the service industry has just reopened following the coronavirus pandemic and many people are working and anxious to be back at work in the restaurant and hotel industries. Kamala Harris addressed the pandemic in a speech at a commencement ceremony for graduates at the U.S. Naval Academy just Friday. And she said something stupid as well. It has forever impacted our world. It has forever influenced our perspective. And if we weren't clear before, we know now our world is interconnected. Our world is interdependent. Our world is fragile. What? But Harris turned heads at the Naval Academy when she made a joke about naval electrical engineers creating green energy during her speech. She said, just ask any Marine today, would she rather carry 20 pounds of batteries or a rolled up solar panel? And I am positive she will tell you a solar panel. And so would he. She said before laughing at her own insipid joke. Who are electrical engineers who will soon help convert solar and wind energy into power, convert solar and wind energy into combat power. And just ask any Marine today, would she rather carry 20 pounds of batteries or a rolled up solar panel? And I am positive she will tell you a solar panel. And so would he. <laughs> the White House declined to comment on the tweet that garnered such negative attention. And needless to say, the young graduates at the Naval Academy did not laugh at this inanity. So that's one thing. And we all heard it. We all know about it. You know, as I was going to press, so to speak, with my podcast for today, I found two additional stories that were actually shocking and even for me. Joe Biden's DHS may bring deported illegal aliens back to the United States by John Binder Breitbart. Not only bring deported illegal aliens back to the United States, paid for by you, the moron, but the open borders lobby shared a plan with the Biden administration to bring them back to the U.S., that means 935,000 illegal aliens who were deported by the Trump administration are going to be brought back via executive order by Joe Biden. And they're going to create an office inside DHS that allows deported illegal aliens to submit requests to return to the United States. Now, I want to ask you something executive order to bring back almost a million illegal aliens many of whom were criminal illegal aliens and we're sitting here idly while we are watching our nation not being melted down but watch it being destroyed this plan is coming to us as joe biden is planning another initiative from the criminal left to provide amnesty and reparations to illegal aliens deported by the trump administration this plan is a result of negotiations between the criminal Biden administration and here we go, the American Civil Liberty Union, the ACLU, which is representing the illegal aliens whose children are still in the U.S. This plan, by the way, would give amnesty to illegal aliens who were already deported from the U.S. by the Trump administration starting in January of 2017. Are you listening to this? Are you listening to this? With over 50 million illegal aliens in the United States right now. Oh, I hear 11 million for the last 20 years. That's a big lie. It's probably 50 million. There are 42 million foreign nationals south of the U.S.-Mexico border who have stated that they want to migrate to the United States. Everything free in America. Remember that song, West Side Story? This is a foreign population that is nearly five times the population of New York City. And Joe Biden went to a French restaurant with his dear wife, Jill Biden, and Kamala Harris and her husband. And he was seen eating ice cream cone. Isn't that charming? Isn't that charming? Meanwhile, we also see on Breitbart by Neil Munro, DHS Mayorkas drafts roadmap for mass migration. Who is this guy, Mayorkas? Where did he come from? Who is this guy? Well, he has an appointee, Felicia Escobar Carrillo, who works for Alejandro Mayorkas. Both are pro-migration 
in the Department of Homeland Security. Are you listening to this? I can give you all the details, but it gets worse. I don't know if I want to hurt you anymore. It gets even worse and worse and worse. In fact, if you look at the news, I don't think you can take it. Obama's third term. Barack Obama says Joe is finishing the job with my former staff. Did you hear this story? I couldn't believe what I was looking at. President Barack Obama said in an interview that his former vice president, Joe Biden, was finishing the work he began to redistribute wealth in the United States. America is a nation of immigrants. That's our strength. Unless you are one of the first Americans, unless you are a native American, somebody somewhere in your past showed up from someplace else. And they didn't always have papers. And the genius of America has been to define ourselves not by what we look like or what our last name is or what faith we practice, but our adherence to a common creed, a belief that all people are created equal, a belief in free speech and freedom of assembly and democracy and pluralism and tolerance and rule of law. I think that what we're seeing now is Joe and the administration are essentially finishing the job said Obama in an interview with the New York Times columnist Klein. And I think it'll be an interesting test. 90% of the folks who are there in my administration, they're continuing and building on the policies we talked about. So now you know the rest of the story. Biden is a stooge of Obama. Obama is running the country again. Obama, who tried to destroy America and was deterred by you and I, and the 100 million Americans who threw him out of office came back with a fraud in the form of his puppet, Joe Biden. And that is the rest of the story. There are other reports that are worthy of mention under Biden's blunders. Poll, Americans increasingly view Joe Biden as too far left, up 10% more from 2019. Like we didn't know it was coming. We didn't know he was a comedian changing his spots in order to connive Americans into thinking he was a moderate in the middle of the rotor? Joe Biden will go whichever way the wind blows, and right now the left is blowing hardest. Americans increasingly view President Biden as more far left on policy now that he's actually in office, with polling demonstrating a 10% surge since late 2019, according to Wendell Huspo at Breitbart. So the fact is 46% of Americans now view Biden as too liberal as of May. It's gone up. The poll comes as Biden's left-wing party has pushed a radical agenda in his first 100 days, such as amnesty for illegal aliens, breaking our borders, reparations for black people, federalized elections, packing the courts, D.C. statehood, and throwing away the Electoral College, not to say defunding the police. As a result, Biden's ridiculous spending plan is unpopular with swing Democrat districts. Another poll reported 5,000 registered voters in the 10 following districts disapproved of the spending by 51% to 61%. So the fact of the matter is, although data shows that the Republican Party ticket is increasing its margins with females in all races and demographics except white men, while Democrats are presented with a tricky midterm election cycle in which independent swing voters are turning against Biden. That's as of right now. Do you think it's going to maintain? I'm not so sure. And then, of course, there is the scandal between his son, Hunter, and what's going on in Ukraine, Russia, Kazakhstan. Everyone knows what's going now. Edwin Mora, Breitbart, keep that between us. Hunter set up meeting between then VP Biden and the shady business partners. So everything they accused Trump of was false, and they were doing it themselves. Everything they accused him of. Russia collusion, Ukraine collusion was not going on with Trump, as was evidenced by all the studies. But there's been not one investigation of his son, Hunter Biden. And here we have a dinner on April 16th, 2015, held in the private garden room at Cafe Milano, a Georgetown institution whose catchphrase is where the world's most powerful people go. Day after the dinner, Hunter Biden received an email from 
and Mr. Pazarsky, an executive of the Ukraine energy company Burisma, to thank him for introducing him to his father, Joe Biden. Quote, Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving me an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. Przoski wrote on April 17, 2015. It's really an honor and pleasure. The guest list prepared by Hunter three weeks before the Cafe Milano dinner included a Russian billionaire and her husband, corrupt former Moscow mayor who has since died, and uh, the woman, the wife of the Russian billionaire, Baterina wired $3.5 million on February 14, 2014, to Rosemont Seneca Thornton LLC, a Delaware-based investment firm co-founded by Hunter Biden, are you listening to this, and Devon Archer, a former advisor at the Secretary of State, John Kerry. So money was transferred, a dinner was done for favors, and of course, how many of the people out there in America know about it? Very, very few. Will it matter during the election? Who, to the people who go on TikTok? I don't know. A great senator, great senator, Senator Tom Cotton, Republican Arkansas, said that Biden shutting down American pipelines and helping construct pipelines for Russia is crazy after pretending to be a Russia hawk. I want to repeat that. So Biden pretends to hate Russia and accuses Trump of colluding with Russia and now that he is president, he shuts down American pipelines like the Keystone XL pipeline, but he's helping to construct pipelines for Russia. Cotton also criticized Democrats and mainstream media for pretending to be Russia hawks during the Trump administration for political reasons and then abandoning it to return to the usual ways of attacking Israel for defending itself from terrorist organizations. The mainstream media, like the Democrats, got all the mileage they could out of Russia, using it as a way to attack Donald Trump. Now that he's not in office, they're going back to their usual ways of attacking Israel for defending itself from terrorist organizations. Cotton said Joe Biden is shutting down America pipelines like the Keystone XL pipeline, but he's helping construct pipelines for Russia. This is Putin's number one foreign policy priority so he can make Western Europe more dependent on Russian gas and so he can bypass our NATO allies to the east, isolating them further. Joe Biden apparently is going to allow this pipeline to go forward, even though he has power that Congress passed on a bipartisan basis to sanction the owners and the operators of this pipeline. He went on to say, I guess because he doesn't want to offend Germany's delicate sensibilities. It just goes to show you how Joe Biden is putting America last. If he's shutting down American pipelines that provide good, high paying American jobs, yet he's letting Putin build a pipeline to Western Europe despite his opportunity to stop it. You want to hear any more? I should give you some more because this is a memorialization of what's going on. Senator Cotton added this. He said, Joe Biden, like all these Democrats, spent the last four years pretending to be Jack Ryan out of a Tom Clancy novel for crass political reasons. But now that Joe Biden's in office, he's going back to his old ways of appeasing and coddling Russia. It's not just this pipeline. He gave them a no strings attached extension of a very one sided arms control agreement. He pulled his own punches. He said that he wasn't going to sanction Russia as much as they deserve to be sanctioned for various cyber attacks on American companies. And now he's rewarding Vladimir Putin with a summit next month in some luxury European capital. Joe Biden, like all these Democrats, spent the last four years pretending to be Jack Ryan out of a Tom Clancy novel uh, for crass political reasons. But now that that Joe Biden's in office, he's going back to his old ways of appeasing and coddling Russia. It's not just this pipeline. He gave them a no-strings-attached extension of a very one-sided arm control agreement. He pulled his own punches. He said that, that he wasn't going to sanction Russia as much as they deserve to be sanctioned for various cyber attacks uh, on American companies. And now he's rewarding Vladimir Putin. Senator Cotton concluded as follows. Well, the mainstream media, like the Democrats, got all the miles they could out of Russia, using it as a way to attack Trump. Now that he's not in office, they're going back to the usual ways of attacking Israel for defending itself from terrorist organizations. The mainstream media, like the Democrats, got all the mileage they could out of Russia, using it as a way to attack Donald Trump. Now that he's not in office, they're going back to their usual ways of attacking Israel for defending itself from terrorist organizations. Do you think that's going to swing the election? with those who look at TikTok and watch Anderson Cooper and Wolfie Blitzer and the others? I don't think so. Michael Savage, a host like no other. More of Biden's blunders here on the Savage podcast. Here's another one from the Post editorial board. 
a very important one. Biden shut down the Wuhan inquiry out of spite and is now forced to reverse course. Headline, Biden orders spy agencies to review whether COVID-19 came from Wuhan lab. You hear this? So now it's revealed that Biden shut down an inquiry into the Wuhan lab and the origins of COVID-19 that was started by the State Department under his predecessor. Why? Because Trump was pushing it. One would hope, they wrote, that at a certain point, Democrats and the media would learn to think for themselves rather than just deciding that if Trump was for it, I'm against it. But that's asking too much. But now Biden has reversed course on the Wuhan investigation. Why? New reporting by The Wall Street Journal and others became untenable for Biden to ignore the possibility that COVID-19 leaked from the Chinese lab. So now Biden calls for a new inquiry to replace the one he nixed. But it never should have been shut down at all. Everyone saw that the WHO investigation into the China virus was a farce and that China was stonewalling. The Biden administration is obviously now pretending to be interested in where the Wuhan virus came from and how it leaked out of the laboratory. Maybe this is a lesson for all of us. Maybe, maybe not. Will this affect them at the polls in the midterms in Congress? I don't think so. The average person is an idiot. Breitbart writes, CNN says Biden shut down Trump administration probe into origins of COVID-19 in China. Right. You got that one? Well, let's move on. But now he's looking into it. You really think they're going to find the truth of the pandemic and the leak? I don't think so. Liz Peek at the Palm Beach Post wrote, Biden is already making major errors. One, overturn Trump immigration policies that stem the flow of caravans from Central America now flooding our southern border. He's welcoming 25,000 more asylum seekers that have been in Mexico into our nation. We have chaos at the border, as we did under Obama. Most Americans agree that our border must be secure. She says this will hurt Biden just as it hurt Obama. No, the times they are changing. I don't think it's going to hurt Biden because most of these illegals will vote and most Americans have gotten stupider. She writes, cancel the Keystone Pipeline, nixing thousands of high paying jobs, union jobs, right? You think that's going to affect Biden and the Democrats? You would hope so. Three, he sided with teachers unions over the needs of families and especially women trying to earn a living. Biden's refusal to order teachers back on the job and indifference to the real science saying that schools can open safely is payback for the corrupt teachers union support and a slap at unemployed workers forced to stay home and care for their kids. You think that's going to affect them? Four began to actively undermine the Trump administration's progress in the Middle East. Do I have to tell you that there was no war between the Jews and the Arabs under Trump? Do I have to tell you that the minute Trump left office, they started to connive to turn the Arabs against the Jews and the Jews against the Arabs? Do I have to tell you that the CNN network is not even telling you this? Here's another blunder, according to uh, those who have studied old Biden, Encourage Democrats to jam through an absurd $1.9 trillion package with no GOP votes, destroying his lie during the campaign to work across the aisle. Biden is pushing the budget busted deal, even though there remains $1 trillion unspent from prior packages and our economy is rebounding. He is buying votes and bailing out blue states with $350 billion of taxpayer funds. But will that play well in states like Georgia? Do you think it will prove dangerous to the economy? You decide. What he is doing is showing progressives in his party that he deserved their vote and that his party will again merit their support in 2022. Are you listening to this? The fact of the matter is he's appealing only to the far left in this nation, not to the mainstream. There are other things that we can talk about to evidence Biden's many, many blunders on crime, welfare, immigration. But I think you know them already. If you want me to elucidate them, I will do so. The fact of the matter is, the world is a much more dangerous, unstable, and shakier place than it was when Trump was in office. But now we have Biden, and there are many, many blunders. I want to go to my website for a moment. Biden budget restores aid to the Palestinians halted by Trump over terror. How do you like that? Like that one? Meanwhile, over the Memorial Day weekend, the Indianapolis 500 was a huge hit in front of 135,000 people who don't care about the pandemic. They left it behind them. The great restaurant price hike. Eateries across the country are raising prices after soaring inflation, sees ingredients costs double in just one year. Have you checked the price of 
beef, pork, lamb, fish, milk, eggs, the basics under Joe Biden? No. Black mothers of police shooting victims accused BLM of profiting from their loved ones. What else is new? Have you read Animal Farm? There are many other stories that we'll get to in this podcast. And at this time, I would like to turn, if you don't mind, to a few tweets that I have given that may be of some interest to you. My last podcast had some humor to begin it, and I called it Funny Jokes in a Flash from the Past, Most Coffee and News. And I played old jokes from the Catskill Mountains. People loved them. It was very, very popular when people could laugh at themselves and, you know, not be so sensitive about everything. And then I treated other things that I'm sure some of you have seen. Biden purged me from the Presidio Trust, which, by the way, is totally illegal. Let me explain. No, a president does not have absolute power. No, a president cannot fire people from independent boards. And yes, people have sued and won in the past. For example, Biden purged the Arts Commissioner for the first time in 110 years. And the Arts Commissioner happens to be gay and Jewish. Are you listening to me? You didn't know that? Why? Because Wolf Blitzer didn't give you all the news that's not fit to print? Well, now you just heard it on me. You know that Harris spit on the war dead and cackles at her own jokes. And I ask, is she that woke or morally broke? Remember where you heard it first. Is she that woke or morally broke? All of the woke are morally broke. Then I treated this. COVID lab leak argument grows. Animal source theory likely shrunk. An ex-FDA head says. Now, I did an entire podcast on this theory in early 2020. That was because I analyzed what was actually going on. I did not use the pseudoscience of the asleep woke community in the CDC. And later on in this week, we hope to run for you pieces from that podcast from 2020, where I not only talked about the origins of COVID, but I also called for reparations from China. Good luck on that. Reparations from China, long overdue for having destroyed the Earth's economy. Will they ever pay it? Are you going to force them to pay it? Are you joking? You know that the woke are broke, and you know that they're morally broke, so I doubt that they're going to pay reparations in China. That's it for now on the Savage Nation podcast. Back in a moment with more. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. So we've talked a bit about Biden's blunders, Harris's blunders, and many of you think, well, great, now we're going to win back the House We're going to win back the presidency. And I said, wait a minute, not so fast. I told you why. Not only do they control the voting machines in many ways, but they flooded the country with illegal aliens. But there's more to it than that. And that brings us to the issue of controlled opposition. It's a phrase term by Lenin, which explains why some so-called conservatives are really not that. That would be Fox News. They're nice people, but they're no real threat to the Republican Democrat oligarchy. Now, if you look at a company like Cumulus Media, which used to syndicate Michael Savage, there are a few people left who are still on their massive, massive monopolistic control of the radio station business in major markets. Would you say those people threaten the social order in any way? Would you say that threatens the social order? Would you say that threatens the social order? Would you say that who says he invented the Constitution, threatens the social order? No, that's why of Cumulus has them on the stations because they're all part of the controlled opposition, in my opinion. Now, I don't expect you to accept this. You're going to say it's sour grapes. You're not on the air. They are. Think what you want. But I want you to think very carefully. Lenin, who was one of the great mass murderers of all time, a Soviet, phrased the term controlled opposition. He said the best way to control the opposition is to lead it ourselves, right? That's exactly what the establishment, the establishment media, the ruling class, the deep state, the shadow government, the leaders of the world, call them whatever you want. This is what they believe in practice. They put people in so you believe they are representing your desire for change to control the borders, for example to make English the language of the land. So they throw you a bone now and again. That's controlled opposition. And it's a very effective weapon because it's a psychological weapon. The power structure 
uses this controlled opposition or mind tricks on you and that is how your civil liberties become eroded there's a great piece on facebook about this by a man named mike champagne and it was published on december 2nd 2020 mark crispin miller is the man who originally wrote it he posted it from mike champagne and i don't really know these gentlemen but it's important you understand what controlled opposition is and here's what it is written they say controlled opposition is opposition but it's controlled so that would explain how would a man like survive all these years when everyone knows he's not that smart you can predict what he's going to say you've heard it a thousand times before and whatever he says the minions who uh, have the same agent as he do say the same thing one with a squeaky voice one with the voice of mickey mouse and laughing gas the other one intelligence level is that of a traffic light so they do in fact challenge establishment narratives but only in ways that the establishment allows to some degree and controlled opposition, like the they do tell the truth, but only parts of the truth that the establishment tolerates, or else the Murdoch boys would have thrown them off the air a long time ago. The Murdochs support Biden. The Murdochs who own News Corporation support the Democrat Party. The Bidens want open borders, so do the Murdochs. So you're telling me that that is why people like are allowed on the air? No. They give you pieces of the truth that is tolerated by the uh, powers that be and that appeases you. They're wonderful propagandists, you hear? Now, truths that actually threaten the power of the establishment, like mine, are thrown off the air, thrown off the Presidio Trust Board, etc. We are the real truth tellers. But the truths that the power structure wants the masses to ignore or remain ignorant of are left out or spoken of as half-truths, and we're called the liars. Let me go on with Mike Champagne's article, where he says the controlled opposition or controlled resistance leader can also lie, but his or her lies will go largely unnoticed by the victims of the establishment psychological operation. What will be highlighted is the controlled resistance leader's abuse by the establishment. The abuse may be staged, but it may also be very real. Does this start to come to light for you now controlled opposition figures he writes can also be sacrificed by their controllers when the elite has got what they want out of them they can be kicked to the curb coup demoted fired jailed killed or destroyed in other ways he writes that controlled opposition figures tend to be widely known public figures you will see their names in corporate media they may run for political office sometimes they're actually going to win an election if a person that you look up to or respect is criticized by the mainstream media, you should take the fact that they appeared in mainstream media in the first place as a red flag. If they truly were a threat to the elite, their names and what they have to say would never be covered in an establishment newspaper or website that could be viewed widely by the public. Does that sound like Michael Savage? Now you understand why you never read about me anywhere outside of a few websites like my own or Breitbart or Newsmax? Do you understand that? If people were truly a threat to the power structure, you'd never hear about them. People like me would be censored, silenced, blacked out, like many, many others on social media are. This gentleman who wrote this piece, Mike Champagne, concludes by saying... We do not need a savior in the form of a politician, a businessman, a journalist, a doctor, or any other expert to come and save us from the nightmare that our leaders have created for us. When we trust popular heroes to come and rescue us, yet fail to see the puppet strings that might be attached to them, we will be lured into a trap that the powers that shouldn't be have set for us. And they will be laughing because we fell into their trap without even realizing it. They are masters of manipulation and mind control. Beware and don't let your guard down. Now, I don't know who this man is who uh, looked into this on uh, what is controlled opposition. Mike Champagne. It could be a real person. It could not. It sounds like a CIA operative who really knows how this works. And I want you to go back for one minute and understand one thing. And I'm going to make it about myself for a minute. Why would I, who have a phenomenal following in the millions, not be heard on any radio stations, even on a weekend show for one hour, which is about all I want to do right now? 
why am I only doing podcasts and how long will these podcasts last until this too ends? When? When the establishment moves to control podcasts, the way they have total control over who you see on television, who you hear on the radio, who you read in the major newspapers, when they realize that podcasts are too free, they will move to control the podcasts as well. And remember, anyone who is covered in an establishment website or newspaper, widely viewed by the public, is part of the controlled opposition in absolute 100% true. Otherwise, you wouldn't hear from them. They would be censored, silenced, blacked out, like I am and many others on social media who want our borders, language, and culture saved before it is too late. That's what controlled opposition is, and that's how sad it all is, and that's how we're all being hoodwinked by those in the controlled opposition, the puppets of the power structure who make believe they're wild and crazy guys. They would be the 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 Don't believe me if you don't want, but I want you to think very carefully about what you have just learned on the Savage Nation podcast about controlled opposition. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. So now we're going to talk about a phrase I've used since 1994. Democans, Republicrats. Republicrats, Democans. Tucard Monte. Remember how many times I've told you that in the years I was on radio? That basically it's a one-party system. And now I've explained to you what controlled opposition is. I am the only member of the radio media who is actually banned from Britain. And that low life actually celebrated when I was banned from Britain. Now you understand why he was given a show on Fox. Now you understand why he's still on Cumulus Media when he has no talent whatsoever and no voice for radio or television. I'm canceled from the Presidio Trust, not covered by any of these people. I'm silenced in the mainstream media, not covered by the media that claims to be in opposition. So let's move on now. It's not about me, but it is in a way. I've been on the front lines of this for very, very long. And I need you to understand that when I've said that the Democrat and Republican parties are much the same, how wrong was I? Open borders, both parties want it. There's a fortune to be made off the illegal aliens. How many hundreds of thousands of dollars ahead do you think each illegal alien is worth from Catholic charities and the other religious front groups, which are basically gangsters? I don't care if they wear a Kasach or a cross or a Jewish star or they dip themselves in water. They're all engaging and benefiting from the illegal aliens. So the fact is, there was an article from Independent Voter News published August 3rd, 2016, 50 Ways the Democrat and Republican Parties Are the Same by Andrew Gripp. And he wrote, both parties engage and benefit from gerrymandering, redrawing district lines for partisan gain. Both parties thwart efforts to combat gerrymandering. You get it? He then says, at the federal level, both parties benefit from congressionally mandated single member districts. And he goes into that detail. I don't want to bore you with all the details. Both parties control the process of formally electing the president. How? In each state, parties create a slate of loyal electors. And after the presidential election in November, the electors from the party whose nominee won the popular vote in each state then cast their votes for president. Thus, instead of electors being chosen in a nonpartisan way and having the freedom to vote their conscience... As envisioned by Alexander Hamilton in Federalist Number 68, they are selected by the parties and must, must, according to state laws and party pledges, vote for the nominee selected by the party. Number five, despite consistent polling showing that voters, that means you and I, are unhappy with their limited choice of candidates and want more options in general elections, both parties discourage support for third party and independent candidates by describing them as spoilers and by framing ballots cast for them as wasted votes. And yet we have seen that such candidates often draw votes from both parties. I like the parliamentary system, where there are many parties. And so therefore, if we had many parties, we'd have a real right-wing party. If we uh, had many parties, the marginal characters like the so-called squid, occasional cortex, and the other haters of America, they wouldn't be in the Democrat Party. They'd be outright in the communist wing. The Communist Party, they call themselves Democrat Socialists, but they're communists. 
Right now, we'd be better off if we had a parliamentary system and they could represent 5% of the vote, which is about all they do. Unfortunately, right now, they are controlling Biden. They seem to have him by the, well, I can't use a, a phrase that would be considered vulgar, but it seems the squid has Biden by the nose. Number six, both parties benefit from strict ballot access laws that make it difficult for independent third-party candidates to contest elections. You know that, right? And both parties engage in litigation to keep third-party and independent challenges off the ballot. I'll tell you right now, I could run for the presidency, and I could probably pull 8% of the vote, but it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter at all. If we had a parliamentary system, 8% would give me tremendous influence over the course of the winner. No matter who won, if it was the Democrats or the Republicans, the majority party, if I ran on a Patriot ticket, for example, and I pulled 8% of the electorate, they'd have to come to me for my coalition vote, as they do in Israel and other parliamentary, where other parliamentary systems operate. Do you understand how it works? And therefore, people have more control, at least a voice. We have no voice now. Number seven. Both parties benefit what is bipartisan control over the presidential debates, which have been run by the Committee on Presidential Debates since 1988, right? Did you know that? Did you ever wonder why these debates are so stilted? It's nonsense. And so the debates are nonsense. We've seen that as well. Number eight, at the state level, both parties view voting rights in terms of what will benefit their members and candidates or hurt the opposing party. Does that make sense to you? Sure. It explains why way back when in Maryland, Democrats overrode the Republican governor's veto in February 2016 to give the vote to 40,000 felons on parole or probation. And in Virginia, the Democratic governor extended suffrage to ex-felons through an executive order in April 2016. Who would ex-felons vote for? 99.9% will vote for a far left candidate. Now you understand what we're talking about, right? Now, whether you agree ex-felons should be able to vote or not is not the issue. The point is they always vote for Democrats. Number nine. In most states, and this is very critical to what just happened with Trump, in most states, partisan officials are responsible for overseeing and administering elections, and that is abused. And we have many, many cases of it being abused, and we know it was abused. And many of us still believe the election was stolen, even though we're not allowed to say it, or we get banned from Facebook and Twitter, all part of the controlled opposition. They're not even the controlled opposition. They control the controlled opposition, and they control the real opposition. Number 10, in most states, both parties control primary elections by requiring voters to use a single partisan ballot for multiple races, barring voters from selecting other candidates outside the party. In 2000, the Supreme Court invalidated compulsory jungle primaries where voters could select any candidate regardless of partisan affiliation for any race. Did you hear that? 11, the leaders of both national parties oppose opening primaries to non-members. Did you know that? They don't want to open primaries to non-members. Can you imagine if a man like me went into a primary and debated the actual Republicans up there? I would make what Trump did to the Republicans in the 2016 primaries look like baby play. But that's never going to happen. Number 12. In states that do not have mandatory open primaries, the parties have usually only allowed non-members to participate when they are in the minority. Number 13. Both parties receive considerable subsidies from the government at the local, state, and federal levels. So what does that mean? It means you don't stand a chance if you're an outside candidate. Okay? Not a chance in hell. 14. Both parties protect their respective establishments to the detriment of outsider candidates. There is no way an outsider candidate can get anywhere. Did you know that? No way in hell. In 2012, the RNC changed an arcane rule to prevent Ron Paul from appearing on the ballot at the national convention to facilitate the nomination of Mittens Romney. Does that uh, ring a bell? 15. And remember, this was written in 2016. A majority of Americans believe that there should be a limit on the amount of money that independent groups can spend on political campaigns. Good luck. Good luck. Donald Trump called super PACs very corrupt and... They say he still benefited from pro-Trump independent groups, one of which is led by an individual who held a fundraising event for Trump a week before its creation. 
So what are you going to say about a thing like that? 16, a majority of Americans believe that lobbyists have too much power in politics. No kidding. And what are we going to do about that? Money talks and BS walks. 17, members of Congress from both parties are part of the revolving door in Washington, whereby former politicians become registered lobbyists or unregistered government relations consultants. Have you seen that change? Have you seen any Democrat or Republican who wanted a job as a lobbyist not get one after they're out of office, benefiting from their connections, altering policy? It's a nonsense rule. They should not be able to be part of the revolving door. We need to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the Savage Nation podcast. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. We're still talking about how Republicans and Democrats are the same, by and large. In Congress, members of both parties are significantly wealthier than most Americans. Oh, you didn't know that? They, they went into politics for the good of America, sure. 19, both national parties have been involved in scandals, involved in the solicitation and acceptance of foreign money. Really? No money to Biden from Ukraine? You're kidding me. I didn't know that. 20, through the equal... I can go on and on. I mean, we can continue this if you would like, but I think you get the picture. Despite earmarks having been banned since 2011, members of Congress from both parties continue to win federal funding for pork barrel projects. No kidding. You mean Biden's trillions that are going out there are to protect the people who were hurt by the pandemic? It's not to build roads and tunnels and bridges that might not even get built. All the slush funds? Yeah, no kidding. 23, both parties have used the federal government to monitor and silence their political opponents. Do we have to go into that one? You know all about that, don't you? When have you last seen a real opposition figure on Fox News? When? Never. Fox News is run by the Murdochs. The Murdochs are Democrats. What about uh, both parties benefiting from horse race election coverage that focuses primarily on strategy and personality? Not talking about policy and substance. Biden likes vanilla ice cream. The Republican likes chocolate ice cream. You get it? And what's the difference between the Republican and Democrats? Which ice cream they eat? One likes Diet Coke and the other likes regular Coke. One likes hot dogs, the other likes vegan hot dogs. Both parties have a dominant presence in the media. Outliers like I and others like me are never heard from. I can go on and on, and there's many, many other facts and opinions on this issue, but the fact of the matter is both parties, through their presidents, have handed down controversial pardons and sentence commutations. We know who Clinton pardoned. We know who Trump pardoned. Many, many people are pardoned who should be pardoned, and many are pardoned who should not be pardoned, right? The fact is they buy their pardons. Did you know that the Constitution does not mention political parties? And did you know that neither major party existed at the time of the country's founding? Did you know the Democratic Party only emerged in the 1820s and 1830s as a successor to Jefferson's Democratic Republican Party and the Republican Party was formed? I don't think many people know this. Parties were not mentioned in the Constitution, and yet they have dominated national politics since the mid-19th century. The last president to belong to a different party was Millard Fillmore, a Whig, who served between 1850 and 1853. Who remembers him? Nobody. Nobody. Now, over the last several decades, there's been a steady decline in voters' identification with both parties. Most of us don't want to identify with a party because we know they're both corrupt. So we call ourselves independents. I've declared myself since 1994 an independent conservative. But where's the party? Where is the independent conservative party? Most Americans have negative opinions of both parties. I don't have to give you the data. The favorability rating of both parties is in the toilet. We don't like them. We know that they're corrupt. We know that they're in it only for their own, their own benefit. What else? And so our trade deficit grows. The borders are melted down. The illegal aliens are overrunning our country. Domestic spending is out of control under Biden. We're going to be bankrupt for 100 years. We now have a budget proposed by Biden and the far left that is bigger than that since World War II. 
What about war? Since World War II, administrations from both parties have sent American forces without a congressional declaration of war. Trump was a man of peace, and yet he was called a warmonger. Biden is a man of war, and he's posed as an ice cream licking peace lover because he controls Anderson Cooper, Jake Tapper, Wolf Blitzer. You understand this? It's really sickening. And it makes you not want to vote at all. I know that. You say, well, why talk about this? What are you supposed to do? You know, you should know the truth shall set you free. Will it? Will it set you free? I don't know. Let's hope it sets some of us free. Now that you've learned about Biden's blunders, the ways the Democrat and Republican parties are the same, what controlled opposition actually is, and how anyone you are seeing on Fox News is part of the controlled opposition, and anyone that you know really opposes the structure, the power structure that wants borders, language, and culture control, you never see on Fox News. Forget the other channels, right? Fox was our only outlet, but you never hear them. Controlled opposition figures are widely known public figures, never criticized by the mainstream media, because if they were truly a threat to the elite, their names and what they have to say would never, ever be seen in the establishment in a newspaper or website that is viewed widely by the public. You wouldn't hear them on the radio. Now you hear who has the intelligence of a traffic light. You hear the squeaky voiced former lawyer who was against Trump before he was for Trump. And now he's sort of against Trump now that he was for Trump. And the others. The only people you can trust are those who are censored, silenced, or blacklisted, like many of us in the podcast business. Okay? The last vestige of truth is right here and other places that you can't hear anywhere else but on podcasts. This is Michael Savage. This is not a pleasant podcast, believe me. Not easy for me to deliver to you, but I'm so glad that you have listened. As I have written before, there are those with eyes who see not and those who are blind who see all. Thank you for listening. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed and learned something from it. And I want to remind you of something that I think is important for you to know. We have over 280 Savage Nation podcast episodes available to you absolutely free. I'll say that again. You can go back into this vast library of over 280 episodes and listen to any one of them or several of them at your leisure. So you never have to be without the Savage Nation. Thank you very much for listening.